Welcome to Holy Cross Lutheran Church in Onaway, Michigan. I'm Pastor Trent Wahlberg, and you're listening to Preaching and the Word. Grace, mercy, and peace are yours through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. I saw you under the fig tree. What, do you, what on earth does that mean? There are a lot of theories about what exactly Jesus saw Nathaniel doing under the fig tree, but no one can say for sure. Fig trees are one of those prominent trees in the Old Testament. The promised land is often depicted as a place where each man will dwell underneath his own fig tree. It often symbolizes paradise or sometimes even the fall from paradise. After they sinned, you may recall, Adam and Eve sewed together fig leaves to cover their nakedness. And that has led many to speculate that perhaps the tree of the knowledge of good and evil was a fig tree. I don't know if you've ever seen a fig tree or tasted a fig, but it's a rather hearty fruit with a thick, almost leathery skin. A fig tree can produce both good and delicious fruit and bad and edible fruit on the same tree. Sometimes some have compared even Israel to like to being like a fig tree with both um righteous and unrighteous people within it. St. Augustine thought that what Jesus said here meant that Jesus saw Nathaniel under the tree in a state of sin. Nathaniel was doing something he shouldn't be doing. He may not have literally been doing whatever it was underneath an actual fig tree, but his sin was like Adam's. He ate the forbidden fruit for himself Perhaps when you were under the fig tree, I saw you, meant that Jesus knew Nathanael's sin and he called him to repent by following him. Now, I I really like that explanation. I think it works really well. It reminds me a lot of the interaction that Jesus had with the woman at the well where he knew about her seven marriages or whatever it was and uh, he knew her adultery and, uh, and showed her grace and forgiveness. Another common explanation, however, has to do with the fact that fig trees were commonly used as a place for study and for reflection on God's word. Their roots oftentimes come up out of the ground of this nice old tree and can form like pod-like structures beneath the tree, near the base of the tree, where people can sit on the roots and listen to their rabbis teaching them and learning from them. Perhaps Nathaniel wasn't doing anything wrong under the fig tree. Maybe he was just studying. While the previous explanation is uh, appealing in some ways, I think this explanation fits the context a little bit better. But honestly, I don't know what Jesus meant when he said to Nathaniel, I saw you under the fig tree. But Jesus knew what he meant, and Nathaniel knew as well. This exchange between Jesus and Nathaniel sounds to me a lot like a conversation between old friends. It's like they've got their own language with inside jokes and references that the rest of us don't understand. We're kind of looking at it from the outside, trying to figure out uh, what they're talking about. And certainly it's true that Jesus knew Nathaniel's sin, his disbelief, his arrogance and pride, and yet still called him to be a disciple. Jesus also knew that Nathanael had been searching the scriptures and waiting for the coming Messiah to to, uh, deliver Israel. Jesus knew Nathanael's thoughts and his heart. He knew him through and through and knew just the right thing to say to Nathanael. 
Jesus had a personal one-on-one relationship with Nathaniel that can only be observed from the outside. But Jesus has the same sort of relationship with each one of his disciples, even with you and with me. The previous day, Jesus had called Andrew and another disciple and Peter to follow him. Then he came across Philip, who was from Bethsaida, like Andrew and Peter, and would have no doubt known them. And so when Jesus called Philip, follow me, he dropped everything and followed Jesus, no questions asked. When we read that account, it sounds, it seems to imply that there was some kind of history between them as if Philip already knew who Jesus was. Perhaps he had some conversations with, uh, with Andrew and with Peter about this son of Joseph from Nazareth. It's possible, but we don't know for sure. For some unexplained reason, Philip was ecstatic when Jesus called him. It almost seems like he was kind of waiting to be picked. He was waiting on bated breath, hoping that he would be picked to follow Jesus together with his friends, Andrew and Peter. And when he finally was called to follow him, he went to find his other friend, Nathaniel, and said, We have found him whom Moses and the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Philip was ready and excited. Don't know why exactly, but Nathaniel was a bit more skeptical. He seemed to be a little bit more surprised. He had been searching and waiting for Messiah and searching the Holy Scriptures, but he didn't expect that he would come from Nazareth. No, it wasn't really that Nazareth was a tiny podunk town. It was that, but it was more than that. Nazareth was also a new settlement. It had only been around for maybe 50 years, and therefore it wasn't mentioned at all in the Law of Moses or in the Prophets. Being so young, there's no reference to Nazareth in the Old Testament. And so Nathaniel had no reason to expect that the Messiah would be from there. Philip readily accepted that Jesus was the promised Messiah, but Nathaniel needed more convincing. He needed to be shown from Scripture, it would seem. On Epiphany, the wise men came, searching for the one born king of the Jews, They inquired of the chief priests and the scribes of the people and asked where the Christ would be born. And they answered, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it is written in the prophet, And you, O Bethlehem, and the land of Judah, are by no means at least among the rulers of Judah, for from you shall come a ruler who will shepherd my people Israel. Seems like a pretty clear passage that you can find in Scripture, talking about the Christ being born in Bethlehem. But there's no such prophecy about Nazareth. Nathaniel looked to the scriptures for all that is good and true, but didn't see anything that would seem to point to Nazareth. And that is why he asked, what good can come out of Nazareth? When Philip brought him to meet the Lord, Nathaniel was skeptical. He didn't know this Jesus, and he didn't seem to fit his expectations. But when Jesus saw him coming, He called out to him as if he knew him already. He said, Behold, an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. This was no first introduction between strangers. It sounds much more like a greeting between old friends. Jesus didn't interview Nathaniel and ask his credentials or try to get him 
to know him better before asking him to follow him. He already knew Nathaniel better than anyone. He knew his heart and his thoughts, his sins and his pains. He knew his doubts, his longing for salvation and for scripture to be fulfilled. He knew everything about him, and Nathaniel could sense it. He asked, how do you know me? Have we met before? Maybe I just forgot. And Jesus answered, before Philip called you, before you knew me, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Now, I don't know what that means exactly, but for Nathaniel, it meant something. It struck a chord with him. He answered, Rabbi, you are the son of God. You are the king of Israel. Again, how Nathaniel arrived at that very correct and precise conclusion from the limited exchange that he had with Jesus in our text today is beyond me. Nathaniel had his own set of experiences, his own thoughts and emotions. He had his own fears and doubts, his own sins that were unique to him. I don't know what he was doing under the fig tree. I don't know what was in his heart or in his mind at the time. But Jesus did. That particular phrase, I saw you under the fig tree, doesn't mean anything to me or carry any great significance to me personally. But for Nathaniel, it struck a chord that brought all of scripture together and connected all the pieces such that he knew that Jesus was the son of God and the king of Israel. Jesus held the key specific to Nathaniel, and he holds the key specific to each one of you as well. Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Again, I admit I don't know what Nathaniel is doing under the fig tree, but Jesus knew, and that was enough for Nathaniel. Jesus knows you too. He knew, he knew you long before you knew him or even thought to look for him. Before you were called, Jesus saw you under the fig tree. Whatever the fig tree might be to you in your specific situation, it's the good and the bad going on in your life, in your secret heart that nobody knows except God. Jesus sees you there and he understands you. Try to think of a time when you were lost or afraid or didn't know where to turn for help. I'm sure we can all think of plenty times when we might feel like that in recent times. That's your fig tree. Think of a time when you sinned against God or someone that you love when you were overcome with guilt and shame and regret in, despite, in desperate need of grace and forgiveness, there is your fig tree. Jesus sees you there. He knows you and he forgives you. Maybe your fig tree is the moment you were saved, when you were on the mountaintop, when you felt at peace with God and the whole world seemed to be right when... Uh, um, of a mountaintop experience. Maybe that's your fig tree. Whatever your fig tree might be, Jesus sees you there. He knows you through and through. He knows you better than anyone. He knows you by name. If you think that's something, if you think that's impressive or something to get excited about, then, well, you ain't seen nothing yet. And that's what he told Nathaniel. Nathaniel's personal relationship with Jesus meant a lot to him as our own personal relationships and experiences with God mean a lot to us, but there's a whole lot more to it than that. 
Jesus had greater things to show Nathaniel, and he has greater things to show us too. Jesus said, because I have said I saw you under the fig tree, now you believe that you think that's something impressive? Well, truly, truly, I say to you, you will see the heavens opened and the angels of God ascending and descending on the Son of Man. What do you think that means? For our purposes today, the fig tree represents our own personal relationship with God, our own sort of uh, secret heart, if you will. I don't know what Nathaniel was doing under the fig tree, but he knew, and it was important to him. So also, each of you have a sort of fig tree experience in your own life that's private between you and God. I don't know what that is either. But now Jesus is talking about another tree, a greater tree under which we all sit together that brings us all into the same boat, under the same shade, the tree of the cross. Jesus is making reference to the dream of Jacob that he had when he saw a ladder that was set on the earth that reached up into heaven and the angels were ascending and descending on it. In Jacob's dream, the Lord Yahweh stood at the top of the ladder in heaven and he spoke to Jacob and gave him his covenant that he would, that he would bless, bless him and bless all the nations of the earth through his offspring. The version that Jesus tells Nathaniel is a little bit different. It doesn't have the Lord God at the top of the ladder in heaven speaking down to him, but rather, rather than the angels of God ascending and descending on a ladder, Jesus says that they're ascending and descending on the Son of Man. Jesus is the ladder. He is the offspring that was written about in Scripture by whom all the nations of the earth would be blessed. Jesus is the ladder that connects heaven and earth extended on a wooden cross. Through him, heaven and earth is opened and all the nations of the world are blessed and have um, received salvation. If Nathaniel thought it was impressive that Jesus knew him personally, he heard his prayers and saw him under the fig tree, how much more impressive is it that he, that he would see a God's covenant fulfilled in this Jesus from Nazareth, the covenant that was sworn first to Jacob and to Abraham before him would now be fulfilled in this stranger who is no stranger. God sees you and he knows you personally. He hears your prayers and knows all your sins, fears, and doubts for the future. He sees you under the fig tree, but more than that, he sees you under the cross. He sees you under his son, who has died to, uh, to forgive your sins and to cover all of your sadness and your sorrow and uh, your doubts and fears and shame. What good is it, after all, if God sees you under the fig tree but can't do anything about it if he just sort of leaves you there alone, like he's like watching you but kind of disconnected from you? Under the fig tree, we're constantly covering our own sin and shame like Adam and Eve covered their nakedness with a fig leaf. But under the tree of the cross, paradise is restored. Heaven is opened for you to rise and descend on the Son of Man to heaven with the Father. God sees all things and sees all of us. He knows us and knows that we need help. He knows that we need forgiveness and relief. 
He, we long for paradise. We long for hope to be restored and for scripture to be fulfilled. For man to dwell under his own fig tree, as the prophets uh, talk about. Well, in Jesus, our prayers are answered. He sees us and he, he gives us a greater tree to dwell under. So we dwell under the cross and have access to resurrection and to heaven. In the name of Jesus, amen. May the peace of God pass all understanding. Keep your hearts and minds in Christ Jesus, life everlasting. Amen. Thank you for listening to this show. If you would like to support our ministry here at Holy Cross in Onaway, you can share this podcast and give us a five-star rating. If you would like to make a financial gift, please make checks payable to Holy Cross Lutheran Church and mail it to us at 3786 Glacier Road, Onaway, Michigan. That's G-L-A-S-I-E-R Road, Onaway, Michigan, 49765. And may the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine on you and be gracious to you. The Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.